because what I'm going to minister on today, you're not going to understand without what I ministered last night, but I will try to bring you up into it because God is revealing something that we desperately need. I mean, we've got to understand this if we're going on into what God has for us. So I want you to go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, the 8th chapter. And y'all going to have to really stay with me today. Because I can't cover everything last night, but I'm going to have to go back and cover enough to where you'll understand what the Lord's speaking to us. Y'all with me in Psalms 8? Let's go to verse 3. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. I need something on my monitors. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep, oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Go with me to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to the, when y'all get there, let me know. I'm going to the 13th verse. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, I want to go to Luke 17. Some scriptures I'm skipping over because I want to come back to them. Y'all with me in Luke 17? Let's go to verse 22. 
And he said unto his disciples, The days will come, and you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. They shall say unto you, See here or see there. Go not after them to follow them. For as a lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, and they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Would you close your eyes and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most precious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and your understanding. Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. God, I believe this is the greatest revelation of your word you've ever put in my spirit. Lord, I don't just want to understand it. I've got to possess it. It's got to come to us, Lord, and take its abode in us. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, Lord, to the revelation of this Christ, of this word of God. Lord, help your people. Knit our hearts together in one mind, in one accord, that your will can be done. In Jesus' holy name, I ask it to be so, Father. Amen. I want to talk to you as long as the Lord would lead me on the Son of Man is being revealed. The Son of Man is being revealed. When the Lord spoke to me on the 16th of February, when I started out of that office, and he said, the Holy Ghost is the resurrected power of Christ mixed with the humanity of man. Something lit up in my spirit. I mean, God made me so alive. Something just It was like a charge went through me. And for the last two weeks, God has put me in a time of fasting and prayer and seeking him. And something has come alive in my spirit about this Christ with the humanity of man. I'm going to say something here. I know it's going to puzzle some of you, but you're going to have to hear me out. You're going to listen to everything i got to say because I brought this out last night, and it's Scripture. But Jesus became the Christ. Jesus became the Christ. 
Yeah, he did. Go to Acts, the second chapter. Boy, I've seen that puzzled look come on some of y'all's faces. Hope it wasn't confusion. I hope it's just puzzlement. Well, I don't think I can read Acts, the second chapter, from Luke, the second chapter. So I better go to, better go to Acts. Y'all with me? Look at verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. You want me to explain to you what the Christ is? Just what I just told you. It's the Spirit of God mixed with the humanity of man. I definitely got y'all's attention. It's the Spirit of God mixed with the humanity of man. And what I was teaching on last night and what God began to show me, the elder, everything that Jesus done in his life became intertwined with the Spirit of God. He conquered sin as a man with the Holy Ghost living in him. Not the fullness of it. Not the fullness of it. Jesus never had the fullness of God till after his resurrection. He didn't have it. Ain't no place in the Bible you can find where Jesus had the fullness of God and had the fullness of the Godhead living in him bodily till after his resurrection. He didn't have it. He was a son. He learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Y'all with me? He said in places, he said, my father is greater than I. Are you hearing me? He said, my father's greater than I. But after the resurrection, he said, all power in heaven and earth is now given unto me. So y'all with me? So what God began to show me is everything that Jesus done. He conquered sin in the flesh. He conquered it as a man. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet he didn't sin. Y'all with me? He overcame the world. What is in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He overcame that as a man with God living in him. As he went through these things, everything that he went through and everything that he conquered became intertwined with the Spirit of God living in him. Just like when you deal with things and you go through trials or hard, it defines your character. It puts integrity it puts honesty, it puts decency, it puts morality in you, or it takes you the other way into evil and ungodliness. So everything, I saw this. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. I saw this like spiritual DNA. If y'all have ever seen a graft of DNA, it's twisted. But it's all intertwined. So what the Lord began to show me was this 
this man part of Jesus became intertwined with the Holy Ghost and when he was resurrected he's not just God but he's God and man are you hearing me he's God and man when he appeared to him in that room after the resurrection he said handle me take hold of me man I'm flesh and bone I'm not spirit I am man with God living in me I am man I am flesh and bone with the fullness of God living in me he retained that humanity of man because by that humanity of man he has compassion he has mercy he has kindness he has tender heartedness are you with me are you following me so far and Paul wrote in Philippians 2 and 5, he said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, resurrected man. What y'all want the mind of a man for? He didn't say, let this mind be in you. He didn't let the mind of God be in you. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, the resurrected man. And I'm telling y'all, the Holy Ghost that's coming back to us in the fullness is not just the Spirit of God. It is the Christ and the man intertwined. It's going to bring his wisdom. It's going to bring his knowledge. It's going to bring his understanding. It's going to bring his mercy, compassion, his wisdom, everything he went through, the power to conquer sin in the flesh, overcome the world, defeat the devil. It's coming and it's going to live in us. In the fullness of Almighty God, there is a uh, the Christ is the intertwining of God and man. You with me? I said, you with me? There's one God, one mediator between God and men. Who is it? The man. The man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. When Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost, he said, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he's going to testify of who? Me? Who's me? Who was saying it? Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he's going to testify of me. Holy Ghost don't have a person of himself. Everybody says the Holy Ghost is the third person of the Godhead. Now the Holy Ghost is the person of Jesus. He's the person of Christ. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the spirit, he was the image of God. Are you hearing me? The Bible said he was the express image of his person. What did he declare? He declared God in the flesh. The only thing you know about God is what you've seen declared through Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me? What do you know about God? Jesus. He said, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to testify about me. The spirit of truth that's coming is the man, Jesus, intertwined with the fullness of God. Oh, y'all, y'all. Uh-huh.
This is why he, this is why all these scriptures I've read. He kept saying in the in the day when the Son of Man is revealed, not the Son of God, the Son of Man. The Son of Man's fixing to be revealed. The Son of Man's fixing to oh, hallelujah. The Son of Man. The Son of Man. The Son of Man. He's not God in spirit alone. He is God living in the physical glorified body of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all remember I told y'all as I preached this revelation? There's what, eight people raised from the dead in the Bible? Seven or eight? Every one of them that was raised was raised back mortal. Except Jesus. He was raised immortal. Every one of them was raised corruptible. Had to go to the grave again. Except Jesus. He was raised incorruptible. But yet he was raised flesh. Now what is it that happened to Jesus? I kept telling y'all there's a reason. There's a reason he was raised immortal and incorruptible. You know what happened? When he paid for our sins, the Father spoke to him. He said, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. He was born again. When he was born again, the sin nature was gone. When he was born again, the carnal mind was gone. When the sin nature's gone and the carnal mind's gone, the corruption's gone, the mortality's gone, and there ain't nothing left but God living in flesh. Ain't nothing else but God made manifest in flesh. We fixing to get this thing in mortal flesh, but you better watch out, because in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump, this corruption's going to put on incorruption. This mortal's going to put on immortality. Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me? The Christ. The Christ. He said, Peter, who do they, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? He always referred to himself as the Son of Man. Y'all bear with me. Hallelujah. Romans 1. My God, I hope y'all take hold of this. And I can't even get where I want to go today. Glory be to Jesus. Y'all hang on, I'm getting there. Romans 1, verse 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh. Now get this. Adam was created. There was no sin. 
There was no carnal mind. There was no carnal nature. There was no sin nature. Amen. But when he sinned, he died. He died spiritually and then he died physically. Jesus came the exact opposite. Made under the law, born of a woman, born with a carnal nature, born mortal, born corruptible. But yet, when the carnality and the sin nature died, he became immortal and incorruptible. But both of them had a humanity. Both of them were men. And both of them retained their humanity. Are you hearing me? I'm trying to put this best way I know how. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. So what he done, he connected the, not, uh, connected the dots from the old to the new. He was that bridge that brought us from the old covenant to the new covenant. In John 14, he told him, he said, I'm fixing to go away. He said, where I go, you know, and the way you know. Philip said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way you're going. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Is that what he said? Let me get it. There it is right there. It was Thomas. I'm sorry. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. I'm in John 14 and 5. And how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is not a salvation scripture. This is coming into the revelation of the Father living in you through the Son. Let me tell you something. If you got the Son, you got the Father. If you got the Father, you got the Son. Amen. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. You don't have the Father, you don't have the Son. Why? Because the Father lives in the Son. Amen. The Father lives in the Son in the fullness. He might be flesh and bone, but the Father still lives in him in the fullness. And, and then he went on and said, If ye have known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it will satisfy us. He said, Philip, have I been so long time with you? Y'all with me? Have I been so long time with you, and yet that has known me? Y'all have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Somebody tell me what the Holy Ghost is. Spirit of what? Spirit of Christ. So Jesus became Lord in Christ. Is that right? So, the Spirit of Christ is coming back. The Spirit of Christ, I'm telling y'all, is the fullness of God mixed with the humanity of man. So when the Spirit of Christ comes back, you ain't just going to get the God part of him. You're going to get the humanity of him too. When you get the humanity of him, you're going to know how to overcome sin. Why? He done it. You're going to know how to overcome sin. He done it. You're going to know how to overcome the world. He done it. You're going to know how to cast out devils. He done it. 
You're going to know how to do creative miracles. He done it. Why? Because the Christ is living here. The Christ. Are y'all hearing me? The Christ. Let me tell you something. All through the ages, even with John, I mean, even, yeah, John and Philip uh, and Elizabeth and Zacharias, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God moved on in. It manifested itself to them. But in John 7 and uh, somewhere around 40 or 42, that Jesus talked about how that out of your belly should flow rivers of living waters. And this he spake of the Spirit, uh, or pertaining to the Holy Ghost, uh, which was not yet given, uh, because Jesus uh, was not yet glorified. Uh, so until this Jesus done what he done, uh, conquered on this earth what he conquered, uh, died on that cross, uh, went to hell as your sin sacrifice, uh, conquered hell and death, uh, ascended to the Father, uh, put his blood on the mercy seat, uh, retained the fullness of of God uh, came back to this earth uh, and got his people ready uh, and said I'm coming back to you uh, in another comforter uh, I'm coming back to you different uh, than what I left you uh, he told him he said I have been with you but I shall be in you don't y'all scratch y'all's heads and look at me like that Y'all believe Jesus became Christ? Y'all believe the fullness of God lives in him? You believe he retains his humanity? Then as he is, so are we. I think it says in this present world. Is that what it says? As he is, 1 John 4 and 17. First John 4 and 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is. What is he? He's the fullness of God mixed with the humanity of man. Y'all following me? That's what we're going to be. Because you ain't going to know no God except what you know through Jesus. See, it's like what Brother Michael's saying. We got these designs on what we think our visitation looks like. Everybody's waiting for a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Who told you that's what God looks like in these last days? See, I, I am revealing to you what the Holy Ghost is. Up till now, all we could say about the Holy Ghost was it was the Spirit of God when it moved on us. It made us feel good. It gave us glory bumps. It might have gifted us and anointed us to do a few healings, a few miracles. I'm not telling you what it does. I'm telling you who it is. I'm telling you who it is. I'm telling you what's going to live in you. I'm telling you what it's going to bring. Everything that Jesus obtained, conquered, destroyed, overcame, it's coming with him. It's coming with him. The keys of hell and death is coming with him. The keys of hell and death is coming with him. He got them hooked on his belt. The keys of hell and death is coming with him. It's coming with him. And when he steps inside of you in the fullness uh, everything that he is uh, you become (laughs) 
Sickness can't stay there. Can't stay, says Tammy. Why? He destroyed it, conquered it, victory over it. Are y'all with me? Who? Matthew 16. Need some wind, Lord. <laughs> I don't need my second wind. I think I need my third and fourth. And... Hallelujah. Y'all hang on, let me fill my tank. I get 30 miles to a cup of water. Let's go back to what I read you a while ago where Peter was. He's asking him, said, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, not the Son of God. All these scriptures talk about the Son of Man. You hear me? All these scriptures talk about the Son of Man. That last scripture I read to you in Luke 17, he was talking about the signs of the times of the last days. He said, so shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. He's not revealing himself as the Son of God. He's revealing himself as the Son of Man. Are y'all hearing me? Because we need to know what the Son of Man is, what he obtained, what he conquered, what he overcome, what knowledge and wisdom and understanding and mercy and compassion that's coming back to us through the Son of Man. (laughs) Y'all ain't never heard the Holy Ghost preach like this. Now. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter. Y'all following me? And upon this rock, upon this word, Peter, upon this word that's just been revealed to you, that I am flesh. With God living in me, upon this revelation of the word, I will build my church. I will build my church upon the revelation of God dwelling in flesh. This is what the church is being founded on. This is the, this is the last day New Testament church. We will be built upon the foundation that God, Christ, is living in us. That is the word. That is the rock. That is the foundation. Are y'all following me? My God, don't y'all make this hard. Is this going to fit your doctrine? No. You might as well drop kick your doctrine out the door. Is this ain't going to fit your doctrine? And he didn't stop there. He said, the gates of hell... Should not prevail against it, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. What I'm preaching to you today on this revelation of the Holy Ghost, it'll unlock the kingdom. This will unlock the kingdom. It don't only unlock the God part of it, it unlocks the humanity part of it. It unlocks the humanity part of it. You tell me what you're going to know about God that you don't know through Jesus Christ. What you going to know? 
He is the revelation and the revealing and the manifestation of God in the flesh. What are we striving for? What is your hope of glory? Of what? 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 Christ? 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 The fullness of God mixed with the humanity of man. Christ in you. That's your hope of glory. Jesus walked as man with God living in him. Everything that he done became intertwined with that Holy Ghost until he became the Christ. He didn't leave that humanity. Sin nature left him. Sin nature left him. Why did he come in the sin nature? To be our example. To be our example. He was tempted in all points like as we are. Can God be tempted? Can God be tempted? God cannot be tempted, neither tempteth any man with evil. So it was the flesh of Jesus that was tempted. It was his flesh that was tempted. And through that flesh, with God living in him, he conquered sin. Did you know that takes wisdom? That takes knowledge, that takes understanding to cast out devils, to have miracles. It takes wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Just like the Lord told me a long time ago, and I've shared this with you, but the Lord told me a long time ago, if somebody comes up to you with a deaf ear, you better be asking them how it got deaf. Because if it's been damaged, that ain't a deaf spirit. You can't lay hands on somebody that's had an ear put out by an accident and cast out a deaf spirit. you got to pray for a creative miracle. It takes the wisdom of God. I prayed for a man from Canada. Remember Vince? Had his eye blew out with a blasting cap. Well, he'd come up to me and pray for it. He blinded one eye. He'd come up to me and pray for it. And he didn't tell me that he got the thing blew out with a blasting cap. So I prayed for God to open his blind eye, and he saw for just a couple of seconds. And then he shut back up on him. And it puzzled me, because I knew what God done. And then I asked him, I said, what happened to your eye? He said, when I was about 10 years old, he said, I got blew out with a blasting cap. That ain't a blind spirit. That takes creative miracle. See, all this that Jesus obtained is coming back with him. It's coming back with him. This is the Holy Ghost in the fullness that we're getting ready to get. Y'all hear me? We're getting ready to get Christ in us. Am I making sense to anybody? Am I making sense to anybody? You've got to have that humanity. Because without that humanity, you're just like God before Jesus came. God don't understand the frailty of man. He don't understand the weakness of man. Y'all hear me? So Jesus came, made like us, identified with our weaknesses, our frailties, 
He went through all of them. Was tempted in all points like as we are. Yet without sin. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. And when this comes back, it is going to make you an able minister of the New Testament. Because you're going to be able to minister through the humanity of Christ. You're going to be able to minister through his humanity. Not your flesh. Not what you feel, not what you think, but you're going to minister through his eyes. You're going to minister through his understanding. You're going to minister through his wisdom. You're going to minister through his compassion, his mercy, mixed with the fullness of God. My God, I hope I'm making sense. I hope I'm making sense. Hallelujah. Go back with me to Luke 17. Praise the Lord anyhow. Y'all better start looking at Jesus as a combo. (laughs) Any of y'all ever go out to eat and you order a combo? Got two different meats or ever order a combo? The Holy Ghost is a combo. (laughs) It's God and man. Jesus wasn't a man. He still is a man. He still is a man. I'll quote the scripture again. First Timothy, second chapter, fifth verse. There's one God, one mediator, one go-between, one intercessor. You all know what the word comforter means? Intercessor. Intercessor. Mediator's an intercessor. Jesus said in John 14 and 16, he said, I will send you another comforter that word another there means different i'm not going to come back to you as i am i'm not coming back to you as i am right now he said but i'm coming back to you he said is it expedient for you that i go away for if i go not away a comforter can't come you know why he couldn't come jesus hadn't yet become the christ You call it he created, he designed, you call it whatever you want to. He became the Christ. He became the Christ. And the spirit of that Christ is coming back in the fullness of him. Because we are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. Is coming back in the fullness of what he is. And that includes the humanity of the man. That includes the humanity of the man and everything that he accomplished on this earth. It's coming back with him. Y'all remember when God told us his fiction to reveal to us what it was going to take to overcome this sin nature? This is it. He told us he's going to give us what it took to overcome this sin nature, to overcome this carnality. Well, maybe some of y'all don't have trouble with your old sin nature. I still have trouble with my carnal man. This... It's going to put the carnal man to death. It's going to put him to death. Why? Jesus put him to death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak, 
God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. If you could ever get it in your mind that Jesus was made in the natural, just like me and you, had a sin nature, wrestled the carnal mind, and he conquered it as a man with God living in him. If you can ever get that in your mind, that this is obtainable. This is obtainable. If you look at him as God, if you believe what some preachers preach, that he came down here, that he was incorruptible, immortal, couldn't sin, couldn't fail. How are you going to be like that? How can that be an example? I can't follow that kind of example. And you can't either. You can't either. Amen. That's why it says in Hebrews 2 that in all things he was made like his brethren. He didn't take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. In every way, it, it, it was necessary for him to be made like his brethren. And since he was tempted, he's able to help them that are tempted. Why? He's our high priest. He's our merciful and faithful high priest. He understands your weaknesses. He understands what you battle. He understands the warfare of the carnal mind. He understands the nature of the sinful flesh. He knows what you're up against, but he conquered it. And the spirit that is in him that conquered it, the wisdom that conquered it, the understanding that conquered it, the knowledge that conquered it, the ability to conquer it, it's all coming back to us. In the Holy Ghost. And we ain't had it. We ain't had it. You hear me? We fix and get it. We fix and get it. And I don't know how God's going to do this. I don't know when he's going to do it. Y'all with me? Verse 22. The days will come. When you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man. Anybody here right now wanting to see one of these days like Jesus walked in and lived in and worked in? He said, days will come, you'll desire to see this. You won't see it. We're wanting this, but buddy, we ain't seeing it. We ain't seeing it. They shall say to you, I'll go back and paraphrase from Matthew. They'll say to you, he's in the desert. They'll say to you, the Christ is over here. The Christ is over there. They'll come and they'll tell you, I'm the Christ. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. All these false anointings, all these false healings, false miracles. Christ is over here. Christ is over here. Lord, he's in the desert. He said, go not out to see him. Don't go out there and you don't have to go hunting for him. He's fixing to come to you. <laughs> you don't have to go out there hunting him. He's fixing to come to you. They shall say unto you, see here, see there. Go not after them to follow them. For it's the lightning that lighteneth out of one part under heaven. 
shineth unto the other part unto heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Anybody ever seen a lightning flash? How quick did it happen? Quick. 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 Do you know Malachi said, Behold, I send my messenger before my face. He's going to prepare the way of the Lord. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly, suddenly come to his temple. Just like the lightning, lightning out of one part of heaven goeth to the other. He said, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. See, the church is always taking the scripture in Revelation. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. They've always put that as coming into heavens. Now, I'm telling you, the Lord's fixing to come quickly. He's fixing to come and set up in his temple. He's fixing to suddenly come to his temple. He's fixing to quickly reveal himself. He said, I will do a short work, a quick work, and I will cut in short in righteousness. This that we've been seeking and knocking and asking and waiting on. He said, he that does tarry shall come. He will not tarry, but just a short while. He coming. He coming. He coming. If you can understand what I'm preaching, and you can see the Christ, not the carnal mind, not the sin nature, the humanity of man mixed with the fullness of God, you realize you can get this. You can get this. This ain't way out there unattainable no more. This is attainable. This is attainable. Amen. This is attainable. It's attainable, children. He gonna reveal himself as the Son of Man. He gonna reveal himself as the Son of Man. He ain't gonna reveal himself as the Son of God. That's just the spirit part of him. Y'all hear me? We need to know the man part of him. We need to know the Son of Man part of it. Because all we know about the Holy Ghost right now is what it does when it comes on us or in us. We don't know what it is. This is what the Holy Ghost is. This ain't what it does. <laughs> Am I making sense to y'all? This is what the Holy Ghost is. It ain't what it does. It's what it is. This is who Jesus is. The fullness of God. Mixed with the compassion, the mercy, the understanding, the kindness, the tenderheartedness, the godly wisdom, the godly understanding. Everything he's obtained when he walked as a man on this earth is ours to have. Because I'm going to tell you something. You ain't got time to get this. You ain't got, he ain't got time to get this. I got 41 years under my belt. He ain't got time to spend 41 years getting where I'm at. He don't. He ain't got time. But Marcus, you ain't got time, son. You ain't got time. Because God ain't going to tarry another 40 years. And all the devil's done is coming amongst God's people and brought a spirit of confusion. 
try to get people to quit, try to get them to lay out of church, back up, give up, get this old don't care spirit on you. I tell you, you lay out of church a couple weeks, see if you feel like coming to church. The more you're out of church, the less you feel like going to church. And there's a spirit right now. You don't even feel like going to church sometimes. Y'all think every morning I get out of bed or every weekend I get out of bed and I'm just raring to come jump in this pulpit? <laughs> There's times if I had my way, I'd run the other direction. You know why I don't? I want the Lord to see me trustworthy. I want the Lord to see me faithful. I want the Lord to see me steadfast. Where there's 50 in this church or five. I'll preach to the five just like there's 55 or 105. I always have. But I'm steadfast. I'm steadfast. Y'all realize what I'm preaching right now? It's to cause me more persecution. Y'all realize that? I don't need you letting the spirit get on you. That brother matters your enemy. I need your strength. Because you think I was a heretic before. They're really going to call me one now. Y'all think y'all can stand under this? You think you can stand under your fellow ministers pulling back from you and plotting against you? Calling you a heretic? Telling uh, everybody you're preaching false doctrine? Trying to destroy people's confidence in you? Y'all think y'all can stand under this? I'll stand. Because I know what God put in me. I'll fight for this because I know it's real. Do I need your help? You better believe it. Do I need your prayers? Yeah. Do I need you pulling against me? No. Do I need you blaming me for where you're not spiritually? No, because it ain't my fault. It's your fault. If you don't get in here and seek God, get a hold of your dedication and consecration. But you can rest assured of one thing. I don't care what they say about me. I'll stand. And I stood up against preachers back in 94 because they were adulterers, fornicators, and living ungodly. I got called a liar. I got called everything but a good, clean, white man. My name was cast out as evil. And you know why? I stood for righteousness. I stood for righteousness. I'll stand for it again. I'll stand for holiness. I'll stand for clean living. I'll stand for godly living. I'll stand on this word God's given me. I'll stand on the word I preached back in 2010 on being born again. Because I understand the revelation of it. I'll stand on this right here. That Christ, the Holy Ghost, is coming back to us in the fullness. Uh, is the fullness of God mixed with the humanity of man. I'll stand on it. Because it makes sense. And it not only brings the God. It brings His divine nature. It brings His divine nature. It brings His divine nature. Amen. Are y'all following with me? What are you going to know about Jesus? I mean the Holy Ghost and God that you don't see through Jesus Christ. He's the image of the invisible God. He's his brightness. He's the express image of his person. Jesus is the person of God. He is the person of God. They were one person to God. 
Y'all hear me? Ain't but one person to God. I'm going down to verse 26. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of God. Yes or no? Well, I was waiting on somebody. So shall it be also in what? Days of the Son of Man. It's got to be the humanity of him being revealed. Okay. They did eat. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Are people drinking today? Are they marrying today? Are they being given in marriage today? Do people see the hand of judgment fixed to tear this world apart? No, they don't. Y'all can't even see what this nation's fixing to go through. Y'all can't even see what God's fixing to do to this nation. I've tried to tell y'all, if we didn't have food stamps, we'd have soup lines. What is it? One in every, what is it, 50%? 49% of the nation, 150 million people on food stamps. 150 million people plus on food stamps, government assistance to be able to eat. There's a little over 300 million people in this nation. That means 150 plus million are on food stamps. If you didn't have food stamps, you'd have soup lines. And you're fixing to have soup lines. You know why? God's angry at sin. God's angry at sin. Only the righteous. Fixing to shine forth. Only those that understand what I'm preaching and get this Holy Ghost revealed in them. Because I'm going to tell you something. You need something to eat? Take a few loaves and dishes. Feed several thousand. Y'all remember the vision I told you about the old-timey house? Set the table. Had enough to feed about two or three people. Fed 15. Still had food in the jars. Still had bread on the plate. This is where God's taking us. We got to go into the supernatural. We got to go into this. What is man? That thou art mindful of him, or the Son of Man that thou visited him and set him over the works of thy hands. When God created man in the beginning, man had total dominion over God's creation. That's where God's trying to take us back to. Exactly where God created man in the beginning. With the fullness of God and the humanity of man, no carnality, no sin nature. That's exactly where God wants to take us. It's exactly where he wants to take us. Anything you need, Jesus owned nothing. Some disciples come to him about evening time. They said, Lord, we come to see where you live. He said, what seek ye? He said, we want to know where you live. He said, the Son of Man don't have nowhere to lay his head. Birds of the air have nests. Foxes have holes. The Son of Man had nowhere. He said, I don't own one thing. I don't have no house. I don't have nothing. I don't have nowhere to lay my head. But everything he needed was that that spoken word creative, command ye me, power over all God's creation. Am I preaching? Am I going too far for y'all? I ain't 
I ain't talking about something 30 years down the road. I'm talking about this thing's on us. These scriptures I'm reading in, in Luke 17, are they prevalent today? Are they prevalent today? Are they? Likewise also was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. People doing that today? Is God in their foreknowledge? Is God your number one priority? Should be. But he's not. Anything we want to do in the natural or anything we think we want to do or feel required to do, church gets bumped. To go do what we feel like we need to do or what we feel like we need to take care of or what we feel obligated to do, church gets bumped. You won't hardly take a day off of work to go do something you feel like you need to do, but he'll bump church. <laughs> Truth. I think you said about the same thing a while ago. We need God now when we ever needed him, children. Because I'm going to tell you something. People in America don't think God will let this nation go down. They do not think this nation will go down. There's an arrogance and a pride in the people in this country. They do not think this nation will go down. We don't hearken to God's word. God spoke to us in 09. If my people, which are called by my name, do not humble themselves and pray, do not seek the face of God, do not turn from their wicked ways, America's fixing to some hard times. You hear me? And God's trying to get us ready for it. God's trying to get us ready for it. Don't get upset with me and go out of this church because I don't do to please you. Don't go out of this church and fuss because y'all think y'all know what my job description is. And I don't do something because you think I ought to. Let me tell you something. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I am daily seeking God. I'm daily praying for every one of you. I know there's people going through trials. I know there's people got heartaches and upsetness, but I cannot go to them in my flesh. I've got to go to them led by the Spirit of God. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're laying out of church because your feelings got hurt, or you got upset about something, or something ain't going to suit you, you're the one that needs to get in the altar and pray through. You're the one that needs to get your spirit right. Don't sit at home wait for me to come talk to you when you know you're doing wrong. Now, if you get overtaken in a fault, and the Lord shows me you're overtaken in a fault, I'll come to you. But see, don't try to delegate my job description according to what the modern church is. Because there ain't nothing in this right here. You hear me? That delegates what my description is. My job description is what the Spirit of God tells me. And if God knows you're in trouble... God will speak to me. God will speak to a saint of God in this sanctuary. God will speak to a member of the body. And somebody will come to you. And somebody will help you. It's just like back when we started the church. There's a, a man started coming here. And he laid out of church about three weeks. And I knew exactly what he was doing. He stayed out of church to see if I come check on him. Deliberately stayed out of church. 
You see if I can check on it. Before God, I lie not. He finally come back to church. He said, you missed me? I said, no, I knew right where you was at. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I know exactly where you was at, and I knew just what you was doing. He said, what was I doing? I said, just laying out of church, see if I come check on you. He said, how did you know that? I said, Spirit of God told me. I said, that's why I didn't come check on you. That ain't nothing but flesh. That ain't nothing but you trying to work it on spirit of sympathy. That ain't nothing but you trying to get people's attention. My affection and my attention in myself ain't going to do you one bit of good. But my affection and my attention by the humanity of Christ, it'll do you all the good in the world. Because in my experience, 99% of the people that I've went and seen and prayed with and tried to encourage didn't help them one bit. Didn't help them one bit because they still retained something in their spirit that they didn't want to deal with. I've done this for 13 years, almost. And my discernment knows when to go talk to people, knows when to go visit people, and knows when to leave people alone. I don't pet spirits. Y'all know that. Is Brother Matter tough? Sometimes I am. But I'm tough for your own good. Because the persecution, the tribulation, the heartaches and sorrow this nation's fixing to go through and this world's fixing to go through, you're going to have to be able to stand, church. You're going to have to be able to stand. We don't just need the Spirit of God to move on us. We need the Christ to dwell in us. Amen. So we see all these things here. And I'm at verse 29. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed or He's manifest, He's brought forth. What God is doing right now, He's revealing the Son of Man. Are y'all following me? He's revealing the humanity. Of the Christ. Jesus didn't call himself the son of God. He called himself son of man. Why? Because that's how he ministered. He was moved with compassion. He said I do nothing. Except what I see my father do. He was led by the spirit. But he retained that humanity. He can't minister without it. That's the reason the Lord told me, you know. Uh, uh, and I know people's been hurt. I fully well understand people's been hurt. But, Michael, I've been hurt. I had a man out there that worked with me on the field. Was robbing out of the offering bucket, robbing out of my personal offerings. If I called his name, about every one of you in here would know him. And the Lord showed me what he's doing. But you know what the Lord told me to do? The Lord told me to keep him on the field. Give him a chance to get his spirit right. I had to suffer that man robbing. 
my personal offering, robbing out of the ministry offering, stealing ministry supplies, going behind my back, making tapes, selling them. I caught him one time opening pledge envelopes. Don't know how much money that man stole from me and from the ministry. I had to suffer that. That hurt me because I trust people. And I felt that wall begin to build up in my spirit. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, you let that wall build up. And he said, my spirit cannot flow through you. He said, if my spirit can't flow through you, he said, you cannot minister to my people in the magnitude and the ability that you need to minister to them. He said, you can't do it. He said, you got to tear them walls down. You got to pray through them hurts. You got to let me heal you. He said, being hurt is a part of serving God. It's a part of serving God. But you got you to get through it. You got to get over it. You got to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, your Heavenly Father ain't going to forgive you. I've been hurt. I know what it feels like to be hurt. But I'm not going to let it stop me. You hear me? I'm not going to let it stop me. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. This is the greatest revelation of Christ I believe God's ever given me. And we're going to get it. Because this is the day the Son of Man is being revealed. He's being revealed. i got one more scripture. Let's see if I can find it. I think it's in Matthew. Y'all just bear with me. I need my sixth and seventh win now. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 19. I appreciate the Lord today. You ain't going to explain this to folks. This got to be revealed. You, you can't explain this to people. <laughs> Don't y'all come in here big old whelps all over you. Next week where y'all went out and tried to tell people this and they throwed stone, they throwed rocks at you. Because <laughs> they'll throw rocks at you over this. This don't by no means fit what church is taught. Y'all with me in Matthew 19, 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration. Y'all see that word? That means new birth. That means new birth. Ye that have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. <laughs> Where's the Son of Man sitting? <laughs> followed me in the rebirth, the new birth, born again of the Son of Man. He didn't say the Son of God. He said Son of Man. Y'all following me? We headed for something. We, my brother Michael said, we're going somewhere. <laughs> we're going somewhere. Matthew 19, 27, 28. 
when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or fathers or mothers or wives or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Let me tell you something. Everlasting life and eternal life is different than salvation. You're going to inherit eternal life? You're going to be as the master. The disciple cannot be above his master. But everyone that is perfect or complete or mature, we're going to be as the master. My master is God and man. <laughs> y'all hear me? My master is God and man. He ain't spirit. Did he not tell him I ain't spirit? He said, I'm not spirit. I have not, fle- I have not, I, I'm flesh and bone. Spirit has not flesh and bone. He didn't say nothing about blood. Why? Blood's the life of the flesh. Blood's the life of the carnality. Are y'all following? If we can start pressing for this, he's going to come to us. He's going to come to us. He said, he that shall come will come. He will not tarry. Was that Hebrews 10? Somebody see if it ain't in Hebrews 10, last couple of verses. He that shall come will, not, will come. He will not tarry. Something like that. I think it's around. It's the last couple of verses, Hebrews. Huh? For yet a little while. 10 what? 37. Can y'all hold on a little while? Can y'all hold on a little while? Yet just a little while. And he that shall come will come. He ain't going to keep tarrying. He said, you tarry. You tarry. And the Lord whom ye seek. As the lightning shineth out of the east and cometh to the west, the Lord whom ye seek, quickly, going to suddenly come to his temple. He's going to come. Are we going to get the fullness of it right now? No. But we're going to get so much more than what we had. This sin nature fixing to die. Y'all hear me? This sin nature fixing to die.